going to read the, the famous story, Luke chapter 2, then just share a few verses before we have the nativity. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to the flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. This is probably the most famous, like, well-known, well-read portion of the Bible round about Christmas. This is the kind of Hollywood, oh, ah, oh type of thing. When you talk about the story, it's the kind of picturesque one we all remember. It mentions most of... The, the people, the main characters, there's a governor, there's the emperor, there's Joseph, there's Mary, there's Jesus, there's the shepherds, there's the angels, they're not Clarence, but there's the other angels there, even old little town of Bethlehem is mentioned. This is the one where people really think about when they're thinking of Christmas, this is the scene, this is the picture, this is Hollywood type Christmas story. And though it's 2,000 plus years later, I think there's aspects, three particular aspects which will be very brief that still can apply to us today, all these years later. Augustus decides to take a census throughout the Roman Empire, so everyone had to return to their ancestral homes. Purpose to see how many were there and how much tax we can get out of them. Basically, it was the purpose of it. And you think, Augustus, what are you thinking? It's Christmas, and you've got everybody running about everywhere here. But here, everybody had to get back to their ancestral home, it was chaos. It was the chaos of Christmas. That first Christmas was chaotic. It was a Christmas of chaos. 
for Joseph and Mary, they say it was about 90 miles journey they had to take. And he didn't know whether the taxis or the buses were running. Listen, if you had a camel taxi business or a donkey taxi business, you're singing joy to the world for days round about this. You're saying that's the best decision any emperor has ever made in their life. You're making a fortune. However, this was not the nice, easy, what we think romantic, the nice, fuzzy feeling of Christmas. This was chaos. You've got thousands of people traveling all over the place to get back to the ancestral home. And we know that hotels were too busy, booked out. Joseph and Mary couldn't get anywhere to stay. This was chaos at Christmas. This was the chaos of Christmas. Thousands of people traveling all over the place. And listen, there's still chaos at Christmas. That first Christmas, the chaos was thousands of people traveling everywhere. This chaos is nobody traveling anywhere. Okay, they were released. We are restricted in many ways. But there's still chaos. There's the chaos of the world we live in this Christmas. COVID has brought even more chaos into a world. What can we do? What can't we do? Where can we go? Do we get boosters? Do we not get boosters? Where in the world are we going? What happens next? There's chaos around Christmas amongst all the other chaotic things. We look at terrorism. We look at climate change uh, context. There's chaos all over our world and there's chaos this Christmas. There's conflict, terrorism, there's potential wars, there's uh, tornadoes happen, there's chaos in Christmas and maybe it doesn't affect you in the world scale. But maybe your world is chaotic. Maybe in all the niceness of Christmas, there is chaos in your world. That first Christmas had a message of chaos. And maybe chaos reigns in your life and in your world today. You know, I love Christmas. I love everything about it. I love all the music, all the songs and all the rest of them. I love listening to most of the songs about Christmas. But you know, there's chaos in my world because I'm usually end, oh, I need to go and buy a present somewhere. Or who have I forgotten to contact or who... Somebody gets a card or there's meetings that you should have been at. I love the Christmas, but there's a buzz, but it can be chaotic for me last minute, but not in the grand scale of this Christmas or maybe your Christmas. Christmas, this first Christmas had chaos, but the chaos of Christmas brought about the chorus of Christmas. Shepherds, that first Christmas, were just doing a night shift like any other night shift that they'd done, so to speak. They went to work that night to look after the sheep, thinking it's just another night. But it wasn't just another night. While they're there, a host of angels come with a message, bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior is born. And a vast army of angels, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. What a night that was for those shepherds. In the chaos of people traveling everywhere, the chorus of Christmas came. Hark the herald angels sang, glory to the newborn king. And I want to tell you, no matter the chaos that's going on in your world, there's a chorus of Christmas that can ring in your heart and into your life. What is that chorus? It's good news of joy and peace and praise and glory to God. We know there are hundreds and maybe thousands of songs written about Christmas. And we all have our own favorite songs about Christmas. And I'm not going to ask you, because unless it's the same as mine, you're all in the wrong. But we're not going to go there. But there's a chorus that rings about Christmas every year of joy and peace and goodwill. 
There's a message of Christmas of joy, peace, salvation, and glory to God. You know, songs, many songs have got verses, then a chorus. And the verses are different. The verses tell a story, but then they come back to the chorus, which is consistent no matter the story that is going on. Even now, I remember growing up in church, all we did was sing choruses for a while. We didn't sing. Now the modern songs are just modern hymns. You get hymns with choruses attached to them, but it's spell, we just sang choruses. And then we sang some old hymns, and some of them had choruses, and you had the verses, and the chorus, no matter what the verse said, the chorus was still the same. And that could be the same with secular songs. You have the verses which tell a story, but then the chorus is consistent all the way through that story. And I was thinking, in a sense, songs, and Christmas songs even, have a, a generational impact, uh, mean a generation. For some, it could be Bing Crosby song, or it could be Wham, or it could be, I don't know, it could be Mariah Carey, it could be Slade, it could be Michael Bibley, just to get on my son's side. It could be Elton John, it could be Ed Sheeran, it could be any type of Christmas song, it's your generation, and you're figuring that one. But I want to tell you, no matter what songs get sung, there was a Christmas chorus which is consistent through the ages. There's a story which is consistent, but there's a chorus which is even more consistent. And this year, I don't know what kind of year you had. Maybe the verse, there's a sense in which every year has a verse to the song of mankind. Every year has a song about what's going on in mankind that year. And I don't know what your song is this year. It might be sad, it might be joyful, it might be emotional, it might be challenging. I don't know what the song or the lyrics to your year are. But I want to tell you, no matter what the year is, when we come to the end of this year, Christmas is the same chorus all throughout generations. No matter what you've gone through this year, I want to tell you, what, no matter what the lyrics of your verses are as in your life this year, I want to tell you there's a chorus for your life, which is joy to the world. Peace has come. Salvation has come. We love to give glory to God. So today, no matter what your song has been this year, we want to tell you that there's a chorus that can lift your heart and live your soul because Jesus came to put a chorus into our world and that chorus is salvation. He was born to raise the sons of earth. He was born to give them second birth. He was born to bring peace into your chaos. He was born to bring joy into your sorrow. He was born so that your life could bring glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So today, there's a chorus of Christmas. And in your chaos, no matter what that looks like, there's a chorus of Christmas, which is joy to the world. The Savior reigns. There's a message of peace with God. There's a message I've come to bring and reconcile man to God. There's a message of peace with God and peace within yourself. This morning, I pray that the chorus of Christmas rings in your heart and your soul. No matter what your verse has been in 2021, there's a chorus for the ages. Joy, peace, salvation, and glory to the King. The chorus of Christmas. That's the anthem for our life. But from the chorus comes the challenge of Christmas. Those shepherds heard that chorus, the message, a Savior's born. Question, what do we do now? But whatever we do, we can't do nothing. There's a transformational message came that night to those shepherds. The Savior 
is born. Life has changed. The world has changed. COVID has changed the world, but there's nothing changed the world more than Jesus Christ coming to planet Earth and being born and walking amongst us and dying and rising again. Jesus Christ was the biggest transformational impact this world has ever known or seen. The Christmas story is the greatest story. Why he came. Not just he came, but why he came. He came to be saviour. He came to die. We've sung about it. He came to die to take our sins so that we can become children of the living God. But the shepherds had a challenge. The angel has come and told us about the saviour. The world has changed forever. They thought we need to change. We need to respond to this truth or this message that Jesus has come. We can choose to do nothing about it. And by that, you're rejecting the message. Or we can choose to enjoy and embrace what has happened. You can just imagine the shepherds just in a little conversation after the angels had gone. Once they got over the fact that the angels just appeared. I mean, it's not something that's happened to me. I've been out in a field and a bunch of angels come. So it must have been quite an impact in their life. But then they had a decision to make. And when I'm started singing, should we stay or should we go? Okay. And then his pal beside him started, let's go, shepherds, let's go, let's go, shepherds, let's go. So then they moved. But you know, they had a choice. What do we do with this message? Do we just enjoy the buzz of the moment? Or do we embrace the message that came in the moment? Do we embrace, do we enjoy the tingle, the Christmas feeling? Do we enjoy the sensation of the angels? Do we enjoy and talk about that moment? Or do we do something about the message that came? Do we enjoy the season? Or do we embrace the Savior? It's a challenge. They had a choice to make. Do they enjoy that moment? Or do we embrace the message of that moment? You know, they chose to go and encounter the Savior who was born. Their lives were changed forever. Not because of the angel, but because they encountered the saviour of the world who was born. They encountered Jesus Christ. They went, they met him, and after they did, it says the shepherds went back to the flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they'd heard and seen. They weren't talking about the angels. They weren't talking about the message. They were praising God, and they were talking about Jesus, the saviour of the world. They had an encounter with Jesus. And listen, Christmas is great. It's exciting. There's a buzz and I love everything about it. Listen, but it'll pass. But the only way that Christmas can have a real impact on our lives is if we embrace the Savior who Christmas is all about. It's not about enjoying the season. It's about embracing the Savior, the Christ who came. And his message of peace with God joy of knowing him and saving saviour and living a life which brings glory to him today I don't know where you're at I don't know if you're just here or watching because it's Christmas and Christmas is great and we do things at Christmas we don't do other times of the year like eat too much well some of us do that anyway but you know the seasonal pass and I trust and pray that everyone has a wonderful Christmas. But you know, the only way for it to be really meaningful 
and to have a lasting effect is if we encounter the Savior, if we meet Jesus Christ. And maybe today you've never encountered or met Jesus as your Savior. I'm going to pray two prayers. One for those who know. Let's all pray, shall we? Let's all pray this prayer together. Just after me. Father God, we thank you for the Christmas story. Thank you that Jesus came into our world. Not just to be born, but to die on a cross for my sins. To give me peace with God and the joy of knowing that I'm right with God. Today, I don't want to just enjoy this season. I want to encounter Jesus and accept him as my Savior. Thank you for salvation through Jesus. Help me to live a life which brings glory to you. Amen. And if you prayed that for the first time, you come and speak to us after. And let us know so we can help you on your journey. The band are going to come up and sing something before the kids come out. But maybe, maybe you've known Jesus for some time. Maybe you've walked with him. But you know what? The challenge of Christmas is not just to encounter him. But for those who know him, it's to tell others about him. No, we've just had the Soul Winner Boot Camp, which was a great course. Thank you for all those who took part. There was quizzes through it, and there were six prizes put up, and four of them were won by people in your life. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. That's wonderful. But listen, but you know what the shepherds did? They went and told everybody that Jesus had encountered. It says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child and all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished can we all stand again for a moment as we sing you know the challenge for everyone is to know Jesus is for us not to just enjoy the season but for us to tell others about the encounter we have had and how he can transform their lives I don't want us just as a church to run a soul winner course just for the feel of it I want us to be people who are excited about the fact that we've told We've met Jesus and we have a message for them in their chaos. The shepherds were excited when they'd met Jesus and they went back and they weren't telling them about the experience. They told the folks about Jesus because he's a transforming power. Listen, let's make a commitment this Christmas that people in our hearts that we know that we're going to share Jesus with them and let's believe that when we meet next Christmas time, that they're going to be here worshipping the King of Kings with us. Father, I thank you for the story of Christmas. Thank you for people who told us about Jesus. I pray that we will be like these shepherds, that we'll encounter you this Christmas, but more than that, we want to go about into our world telling everybody we meet about this wonderful Saviour who was born to give us second birth. And Lord, all the people that are on our hearts this Christmas who don't know you yet, Lord, we believe in that this time next year that we will be worshipping and praising the King of Kings together 
and celebrating all that you are and all that you've done for the glory of your name. Father, we just pray you bless the kids and the team as they come and just share that everything. Thank you for them, Lord. And we pray for every one of these young children, Lord, that they will know you at an early age, that they'll be boys and girls raised up to be men and women who follow you all the days of their life and let every one of their family members come to faith in you also and let them as family celebrate all that you are in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.